This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Aaron Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? <laughs> As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. We got a new resource for you guys. It is our second Going Deeper workshop, Overcoming Damaging Self-Talk. We feel like this topic is so important because in our work with writers in mentoring and editing and teaching at conferences, we've noticed that writers struggle most with confidence because guys, we all fight those negative messages and they sneak into our heart and they tell us that we're not good enough or that maybe like we don't belong in this real group of writers. But those are all lies and you know it. So we want you to live in truth, to speak it and to know it in your heart of hearts. This workshop will help you do just that. Find out more about it at writefromthedeep.teachable.com. And you know what? We're offering the course at an introductory price of just $49, which we've decided to extend all the way through September. So sign up in September and get it for a great deal. Yep. And now thank you to all our patrons on Patreon. You guys, we are so grateful for your support. It really demonstrates to us that you think the podcast is worthwhile and valuable and you want us to keep doing that. So thank you so much. And a special thanks to our September sponsor of the month, Tammy Partlow. Yay, Tammy! Her novel, (laughs) Blood Beneath the Pines, is now available at retailers. It's set mostly in the Deep South and is a tale of prevailing justice. You can find out more about Tammy and her book at TammyPartlow.com. And that's T-A-M-M-Y-P-A-R-T-L-O-W.com. Right. And now, here's Here's the the show. show. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us here in the deep. If you guys are hearing this when it first airs, it's September in the United States, and we are just getting ready to head into autumn. God created such beauty when he made the seasons. There's so much for us to learn from every season, not just in nature, but in our life too, and in our writing journeys, because whether you realize it or not, writers have seasons in their journeys. You know, from that first spring, when you start on this amazing journey of writing, to the springs that happen after years and years of writing, these seasons always bring us both blessings and potential obstacles. So let's take a look how we can embrace the blessings and avoid the obstacles in the seasons of the writing life. Well, hey, let's stay with the theme of spring and talk about spring. (laughs) So spring in the writer's journey, that can be when you're just starting out and everything is new and exciting, right? Y'all, I remember that time. (laughs) Some of you guys might even be there still. Uh, It can happen, guys, if you've been writing a while or if you're just starting out and your journey is maybe coming out of a winter season. So when God is breathing this new energy and new focus and new ideas into you, that's spring, The blessing of spring is that everything's new. You're planting the seeds of ideas and then nurturing them, like learning the craft or going to conferences and getting involved with critique partners or critique groups, whatever. Those seeds will grow and bloom into a story during your spring and then into a book. 
When spring shows up in nature, many of us welcome the sunshine, right? And the fresh air. We open the windows. We let everything just flood in that fresh air and light. And so like that, spring on the writing journey is the time when you open the windows of your heart and your mind to the fresh ideas that God has for your writing. For those of you who've been writing a while, spring can be when you discover a new direction, or maybe it's that new element of craft, a new spark that discovery, then it brings a breath of excitement and creativity into you. And then you sense you're perched right on the edge of something powerful and life or career altering. Spring in the writing journey also brings us the nourishment of community. We're meeting new people and finding new allies, and the wealth of encouragement that that brings us can be as refreshing and restorative as the spring rains are to nature. Hosea 6.3 reminds us how important and necessary those spring rains are. So let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going forth is as certain as the dawn, and he will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. Mm, Love it. And now here's the deal. As exciting as spring can be, there's also some obstacles. For one thing, everything's new and exciting, but we might have too many (laughs) ideas in our head. Okay. And that happens. But here's a solution. Jot them down. Okay. When those ideas are running around in your head, jot them down, but stay focused on your current project. If it's something these ideas won't let you alone, that's fine. Set time aside to pray about it. And if it's something that God wants you to act on now, he'll let you know. The other thing that's going to happen, not only too many ideas in your own head, but too many ideas coming from other people. You might have uh, advice or teaching from so many different sources, and it can get confusing, even frustrating at times. Solution here, focus on maybe one area of improvement at a time or one area to grow in at a time. Another thing is to weigh carefully what you hear from other people. Give yourself the time and the space, even though there's this rush of excitement in spring, still need to give yourself time and space to decide what works for you. And guys, I'm giving you the freedom. Ditch what doesn't work for you. Guilt-free, okay? Another obstacle that can come with spring is when we start seeing all these books coming out. And it's so easy to get discouraged and to think there are just too many books out there vying for attention. How will anyone ever find my book? Right. Well, here's the solution to that. Get your focus off of others and their books. <laughs> Put it on the one who has given you this task to write. Isaiah 40:31 is a well-known verse, one that many of us have heard over and over. But you know what? It's a verse we need to embrace when these spring times of discouragement hit because it reminds us what our focus needs to be and how energizing that focus can be. So here it is, Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Friends, please stay focused on God and where he has you in your journey. Leave others and their books to him. Those are not yours to worry over, and it's not your place to worry about how those will affect you and your journey. In fact, the only time you should focus on other writers and their books at all is to celebrate with your brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving the same mighty God you serve. 
Right. And here's another thing. If you feel like your book is lost in that spring sea of other books, that's okay. Take the time to invest in just thinking about your readership, cultivating your readership, growing your audience, nurturing it. Thinking of this as a time of nurturing and serving, not about numbers, not about who's out there ahead of you. Let it be a time, a springtime, where you're giving and fertilizing others and let those results grow over time. The summer season is when nature shows off all the fruits of the spring labor. All that diligent planting and tending and feeding and watering, all of that produces a beautiful abundance in summer. So likewise, a writer's summer season, all the work and study and prayer of the writer's spring brings things to life. Things heat up and there seems to be growth and blooming in your writing and it's happening fast and often. And you find yourself working harder than you ever thought possible. But that's okay because summer also tends to bring you a boundless energy, energy that writers can harness to work and friends to play. That's right. And so some of the blessings, nature's summer is a great time to absorb important nutrients like vitamin D. I don't know about you guys, but women especially, we need vitamin D. Right. Likewise, when your writing journey is in a summer season, you need to be sure you're absorbing the nutrients that will strengthen and sustain you. So what are those nutrients? God's word. No matter how frantic you are or how busy you feel, you must take time to soak in God's word. First Peter 2.2 says it like this, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. And a writer's summer season is also when we experience boundless energy and productivity, and as a result, amazing growth. Sometimes that's growth in your career, and that's great, but more often, what we experience is an inner growth. We gain a firmer understanding of what our journey is about yeah. and what God is doing in us and through us as a result. And then those deeper insights and understandings, they flow from our hearts onto the page. So as mentioned in our explanation of summer, writers can also harness the energy that comes with this season to play, to gather with other writers at conferences or retreats, share ideas and experiences, you know, read those books you've been longing to read right. but haven't had the energy. And there's so much more that you can do. Right. And also, there will be some obstacles with yeah. everything that's going on, guys. You can become overwhelmed and even end up in burnout. You can end up hot and tired and not able to do what you need to do. So there's a solution. You've got to be aware of your pace. You've got to be aware of your surroundings. You know, most people don't notice sunburn on them until it's already happened. You're already burned. And that's when you notice it. I, in particular, I get sun headaches if I'm out in the heat and the sun too long. And, you know, I don't notice it until I've got it. And I have to pay attention ahead of time and be like, okay, Okay, I've been outside in the heat for a long time. I need to think about going in. I need to wear a hat. I need to pay attention. So you guys need to work to prevent your writer's burnout before it happens. Put some safety measures in place, just like we put on sunscreen, you know, and we pay attention to how long we're in the sun. So you need to pay attention to things like what's your posture like when you're writing? Is your keyboard at the right height to help you prevent uh, carpal tunnel? 
Do you have a good chair? Do you sometimes stand? Karen told me she got a new Apple Watch and it tells her what, to stand up? Was that you telling me that? Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's this cool app called Standalone and it encourages you to stand for a certain amount of time every hour. And that has been helping me a lot with the breathing and things. Right. So you got to pay attention to things like that. Pay attention to how long your writing sessions go and be careful not to get yourself into a position where you need to write crazy amounts of words every day. That's that's never a good place to be in. Another obstacle is drought. I don't know what it's like for you guys in the summer season where you live, but here in Southern Oregon, we experience drought fairly often. In fact, we had a period of six years of drought where the water tables just weren't what they needed to be. So in the writer's life, when you hit a time of drought, it's when creativity dries up and passion dries up and our closeness to God feels dried up. These are these are usually all connected. When we lose touch with the creator, we have a harder time creating as beings in his image. So what's the solution? Guess what? Always <laughs> stay tuned to your why. Why are you writing? Know what restores your passion. Know what nurtures your creativity and do those things. Remember who gave you this task and stay focused on him. Another obstacle is a growing sense of competition. When things are happening fast and furious, then we look around and we realize things are happening fast and furious for other people too. Right. But they're different things. And so we run the risk, if we start focusing on that, of an emotional competition. If that writer shows up on a bestsellers list, we wonder why we didn't. If another writer gets a movie deal, we think there must be something wrong with us. Or they sold out to get that deal. Hmm. Whatever it is, as a result, you can end up frustrated and discouraged in the summer of your writing career. So the solution, it's simple. Write the very best book you can and trust God's plans for it. Whatever it is, whether it's to be published, whether it's not to be published, this is his deal, guys. You just have to be obedient and sit and write. And then comes autumn, which is, like we said earlier, where we're going now in September in the United States. The autumns of our journey are those times when it feels as though we've settled into the writing journey. We've learned a lot. We've put a lot of it into practice. And now we're harvesting confidence. And there's a cool return happening. But for some, we finally have a routine. And it's producing a harvest of words on the page. And for others, maybe their words have become books on the shelves and letters from readers that share how your writing has touched them. Those are amazing In our autumns, we find a sense of belonging in the writing world and richness in what God is teaching us through the process. So what are the blessings of a writer's autumn season? Well, while the summer seasons can be a lot of fun and exciting, our autumn seasons are calmer and more relaxed. We can just do what we know to do and leave the details to God. I think autumn seasons also remind us that change is inevitable and nothing stays the same. God didn't create the world to just be stuck in a time or a season. Just like the animals use autumn to store up for the winter, writers should use their autumn season to store up for whatever changes are coming and for winter. So store up on what? Well, here are a few suggestions. God's truths. Spend time in his word and savor it. Store up on wisdom. 
get all the wisdom you can from talking to people and reading books and, and seeing what other writers' experiences have been. Store up on research books. Winter's coming, and that's a great time to immerse yourself in reading. Likewise, store up on books that you've been wanting to read, novels, nonfiction, whatever. Store up on those so that when slower times come and the winter comes, you can read them. Anything, guys, anything that encourages you, store it up for the long winter. So what are the obstacles of a writer's autumn season? Well, because we have that sense of being settled, we can tend to ease off, to be a little more distracted and tempted to go off on rabbit trails. You know, think to yourself, hey, that's something new I can try, and off you go. But friends, those rabbit trails too often don't lead you where you hope, and you lose ground you've gained. So the solution Never forget the admonition in Philippians 3.14 to remain diligent and press on toward the goal. Yes, our ultimate goal is to reflect Christ to the world, but we also need to be diligent in performing the task God has given us. Here's another thing. The leaps and bounds that you took in your summer season, that might start to slow and even out. You might start feeling that discouragement when it slows. People maybe who loved your book when it released, they're not talking about it as much. Your traffic on social media seems to be stalling and you're not in the spotlight. Too often writers see this as a loss rather than the natural pace and pattern of the publishing world. So what's the solution? Learn from the leaves. Let go. (laughs) Accept that God's in control and let him do what he desires. And hold fast to two really powerful verses. Romans 12, 12, that says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And Galatians 6, 9, that tells us, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And at long last we come to winter. In nature, winter can seem desolate, a time when everything dies and is buried under heavy blankets of snow. Seems like a season cursed by cold, little daylight, and a dearth of the colors in the other seasons. But in reality, winter is a season of wonder and great beauty. You just have to have your eyes open to see those things. Right. So when our writing journey enters winter, when things slow down and seem to be stopping, or maybe it even seems something is dying off and far earlier than we thought it would, we can look at where we are and feel as though everything has just kind of frozen. But if you keep your heart and spirit open to what God has for you in this remarkable season on your journey, you'll discover some amazing things. And here's some blessings, blessings of winter in a writer's journey. Guys, it's the perfect time to sit back and think, to ponder What's happened in the past? How often are we so rushed, rushed, rushed that we can't even stop to think about what's happened in the past and where you are now? Why does the Bible keep talking about, hey, remember God's deeds of the past? It's important to see where has God led you? What is he doing in your life? It's a good time to write out your goals and then spend time praying over them and seeking God's guidance. There's no time more conducive to rest and being restored than winter. With all of the busyness of the other seasons gone, guys, you can give yourself a break. You can breathe deep of the Spirit's presence. Winter is also a really good time to savor the quiet. 
I will never forget when we lived in Illinois what it was like to go outside in the early morning after snow had fallen. Everything was so still. It was like all sound was just muffled, and the only thing you heard were your steps in the snow. It was a remarkable time. So we need to ponder where we're at and where God wants you to be in your career. And guys, if your career seems to have slowed or coming to a standstill, it's time to ask God if you need to do something different. That happened for me a couple of times. One was when my dad was diagnosed with stomach cancer in um, October of 2015, and I was working and writing, and I realized that being his caretaker was the most important thing for me to do at that time. So I spent time praying about it, and it was very clear that God was telling me to set everything else aside and focus just on caring for dad, and I will never regret doing that. The other time was when I was an agent, and God just made it clear to me that my season of being an agent was over. It was time to move on to something else. I know it's hard to let go of things, and it's hard to even consider not writing, but sometimes we need to walk away from it when God tells us to walk away from it for a while. He may bring it back, he may not, but you can know that you're on the path he has for you. I think winter is also a time to simmer, to just simmer on the inside. I keep thinking of a cabin in the snowy woods with a warm glow, that that perfect yellow glow in the window. Stuff is happening in that cabin, right? Even if the rest of the world looks like it's asleep, that cabin is humming on the inside. That's a wonderful part of winter. And of course, winter brings obstacles. For example, if you don't understand the difference between dormant and dead, you know, if something is dead, whether it's a plant or an animal, a person, a career, no matter what it is, if it's dead, there's no bringing it back to life. But if it's dormant, there's a hope. You know, sometimes all it takes is a little attention. Sometimes all it takes is the right kind of effort and intention. You can never tell with prayer and study if what seems dead will suddenly surge back to life stronger than ever before. Right. Another obstacle in winter is harshness, like bitter reviews or cold decisions from your publisher, like maybe dropping you, or cold decisions from retailers. Maybe bookstores close. Maybe they change royalty rates or introduce new fees or all kinds of things can seem harsh. Maybe your social media account gets cut off or maybe a plagiarizer steals your book. Those are harsh For our solution, we have to go back to what we've said before, trust in God. It's a time to take refuge in God. God is our shelter from the elements and from the storms and from the bitter cold. Psalm 46.1 tells us that too. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Amen. I love that verse. We also come into the obstacle of seeming barrenness. You know, winter just seems a time where nothing is growing, nothing is happening. So in the publishing journey, winter can seem barren if no publisher is looking for what you're writing or your genre is frozen over in the market. The solution? Things are cyclical. Bide your time and be faithful if after you've spent time in reflecting and seeking God, you feel you should stay with your genre then yeah, do it. Another thing about barrenness, no ideas might be coming to your mind. Maybe you feel you've used them all up. Maybe they've had their time of growth and now it feels over. 
The solutions, again, look back at what you stored up in autumn. That's why we stored up in autumn. So you can find a kernel, something that just needs to simmer for that winter time to reach full potential. Oh, and then there's the obstacle of sales. It may seem like no one is buying your book. So this is a good time to evaluate if you need a new cover, a new description, a new idea for marketing, new tactic for reaching readers. Take your time to ponder. Seek God's guidance. But guys, always remember, winter is just one of the seasons that we writers experience, right? There is still going to be light and color and new growth again at the end of the season. Dormant is not dead. God is for you. God is for you. And what he has planned for you and for your career will happen. The Lord Almighty has sworn this. What he has planned, he's going to bring to pass. What he's purposed will stand. So whatever season of the writing journey you're in, let us encourage you to embrace it. Yes, I mean it. Embrace it. I know sometimes it can seem like we've been in one season forever. We long for a different season because surely it will be better than where we are right now. But as with nature, God is in control of the seasons in your writing journey. He's the one who changes the seasons, not you, not I. So instead of fighting or resenting it or being frustrated about the season you're in, surrender to God's work in your life and career and embrace your season. Sink deep in the blessings each season holds and seek God's wisdom and strength to deal with. Maybe even avoid the obstacles that are in those seasons and know that one thing will never change. Regardless of what season you're in, God's spirit is with you every step of the way. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. 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 